to be kicking off a new series. And in this series, we're titling it, When God is Like... And over the next five weeks, we're going to look at different ways that God might show up in our lives. Uh, Sometimes he might be a friend or a sibling or a father that you need. Just different ways. And over the next five weeks, we're going to look at those. And my prayer is that throughout this series that we all get a chance to examine who God is in our life right now. What is he like to you right now? How is he showing up in your life? And this week we're going to look at when God is like the mothers that Moses had. Let me set the scene for us a bit. Moses was born during a time when Pharaoh had given an order that all baby boys under the age of two be thrown into the Nile River. Jehochebed, his mother, found herself pregnant during this time. And along with many other Hebrew women, I can only imagine what she felt. Right? Like that, that moment that you take a pre- they didn't have pregnancy tests. But like I, I know how I felt taking both of the pregnancy tests I took and finding out I was pregnant. Like, you're shaking because you're, like, excited, or maybe you're afraid, or maybe you're like, what is happening? Who knows what you're feeling? But I can only imagine that the way that she felt was so many emotions, a mix of excitement because she was about to be a mom again, but then just pure fear because if this baby was a boy, he may never live. I imagine that she probably prayed. I imagine most of those Hebrew women prayed that their baby would be a girl. I know I would have. You know, I've read this story (laughs) so many times growing up, right? We've all heard the story of, most of us have heard the story of Moses. But there was something about reading it this time around that, that hit different. Maybe it's because I'm a mom now. But, like, I could really feel Jehochebed's fear. I could feel this, like, tension inside of her of being so excited that she was about to have a baby, but then so petrified of what could happen. Once that baby was born, I don't know what came over her. We honestly don't know much of what was happening in the background. We don't know what she was thinking. We don't know why. But she decided that she was going to do whatever she needed to do to keep this baby boy safe. And she hid him for three months. Now, if anyone has been around a newborn, that is a task. For three months, she kept him hidden. For three months, she kept him safe. For three months, she didn't care what happened to her. She only cared about protecting her baby boy. And when the time came that she couldn't keep him safe any longer, she put him in a basket. And again, we don't know what her plan was, what her thought process was, I'm guessing she was like, I have to try, right? 
Like, at least I've done something. I have to do something. So she put him in a basket on the river. Enter Pharaoh's daughter. She came down to the river to bathe. Uh, there's lots of speculation why she was at the river, some to actually bathe. Others say that she was down there worshiping one of the gods of the Nile, and one of the ways that they would do that was by bathing. But either way, she found herself down at the riverbank on this very day. We don't know how long Moses had been there, but regardless, Moses was in the basket. He was found by Pharaoh's daughter. And when she saw him, it says that she took pity on him. She had compassion for him. We don't know what caused her to keep Moses or to take him out of the water, to agree to get him a wet nurse. We don't know. It could have been the fact that Miriam was in the reeds waiting and ran up and was like, hey, I can get a, a wet nurse for you. It could have been the fact that her own mother's heart was tugged when she saw Moses, but what she didn't see was an enemy. When she looked at Moses, she knew he was a Hebrew boy, but she didn't see him as an enemy, somebody that needed to be eradicated, something that needed to be taken care of. In that moment, she decided to go against her own father's order to give Moses life. She risked her life for his. Both Jehochebed and Pharaoh's daughter defied the order that had been given by Pharaoh. They both chose to sacrifice whatever it might have taken to keep Moses safe. Jehochebed had every chance to give birth and then decide to suffer the pain of losing her child in that moment. And if she had done that, she would have guaranteed that her life would have been safe and her family's life would have been safe. And Pharaoh's daughter, she could have ignored the basket. She could have looked inside, seen the baby, and decided that she was going to take it so that it could be disposed of. She could have looked inside that basket, and she could have thrown Moses in the Nile herself. But she didn't. Jehochebed chose to do whatever she had to do to keep Moses safe. And Pharaoh's daughter chose to take Moses in. Both of these women put Moses' life above their own. Both of these women made a sacrifice that is beyond. Like they went above and beyond to sacrifice for this child. And we don't know why. We don't know what caused them to do this. But out of a love for Jehochebed, out of a mother's love, she kept her baby boy safe. 
And I have to imagine that for Pharaoh's daughter, who was also a mother at the time, even though Moses was not hers, that mother's heart, that love, drove her to decide to give Moses life. As I prepared for this morning, I was overwhelmed, (laughs) to say the least, by the sacrifice that both of these women made. Like I said earlier, I have read this story. I have heard this story. I feel like this is like one of the like 10 points that you learn when you're a kid in church. Like what are the 10 major stories? And Moses is like one of the top, right? And Moses is always the star. And it's his story. You know, you kind of want to be the star of your own story. That's fair. But growing up, so much so that the supporting characters got ignored. But as I read this and and as I was preparing this sermon series, I immediately thought of these two women. And ironically, at first, I only thought of Pharaoh's daughter. And then as I was reading, I was like, Moses had two moms. And the beauty in that, and the fact that he didn't just experience sacrifice from one mother once, but he experienced sacrifice from another mother again. Two women chose to sacrifice. They chose him. I sat in that for a while. I just kind of let it wash over me. And as I continued to sit in it, I I started to think and realize that God made the exact same choice for me. He chose to send Jesus to earth, knowing full well what would happen. He knew the plan, but we were worth it. How cool, right? We were worth it. God chose to sacrifice Jesus for you, for me. Oftentimes when we think of Jesus' death and resurrection, we focus on Jesus, again, as we should, because he's the main character, right? And his love that drove him to the cross. But here's the thing. Before Jesus could go to the cross, he had to come to earth, and it was out of God's love for us that he came to earth. God loved us so much that he said, hey, Mary, hey, I know this is a big ask, but you're going to become pregnant, and you're going to have a baby. Don't worry, he's only going to save the world. Wow. That's a lot. God decided to send Jesus on earth to be here to experience humanity. Not because he's this big, angry God, but because he loves us so much. 
Oftentimes when we think and we talk about God in relation to the resurrection and in relation to atonement and, and reconciliation and all those things, I grew up thinking that it was like this last-ditch effort, right? Like you read about the coming of the Messiah in the Old Testament. There's prophecies of this coming, but I almost feel like God was like, I have done so much. You know, have you ever, as a parent, been so annoyed and overwhelmed that you're like, I'm done! I'm done! I can't do anymore! And you throw your hands up. And oftentimes, that's kind of how we picture God in this sense. But as I read this and I thought about the, the mothers, the example of Jehoshaphat and Pharaoh's daughter and the sacrifice and the fact that they didn't just sacrifice, but they chose to sacrifice, all of a sudden, no longer was this idea of Jesus coming to earth, God throwing his hands up, but instead it was like him coming and getting on my level and holding me close and saying, my daughter, my child, I want so much more for you. I don't want you to have to keep jumping through hoops to be near me. I want to draw close to you. I want to bring some reconciliation to this world. I want to experience just a fraction of what I wanted in the garden. And the only way that I can do that is to send my son as a baby to eventually die. God put it all on the line. He chose us. Despite the fact that he was going to be rejected, people wouldn't acknowledge Jesus. He would reject it. He would be mocked. It didn't matter. All that mattered was bringing reconciliation to the relationship with the people that he created in his image. He sent Jesus out of love. Growing up, we all talk about love, right? Like, that's like a pillar in the church, (laughs) which it should be. But sometimes I think we have a tendency as society to take the the depths of things out of it. Because when we sit in this idea that God sacrificed Jesus for me, because I'm worthy, and here's the thing, here's the kicker, with no expectations— We've talked over the last couple of weeks about this idea of resilience. We don't have to be resilient. And last week we talked about this idea of seeking God in a way that is not full of burden and not full of shame and not full of guilt, but in a way that is light and easy. Oftentimes when we talk about this reconciliation with God or we we talk about this love that God has for us, we add on things to it. Like you can have this love if you do X, Y, and Z. God, he was willing to do whatever it took to be in relationship with us.
that not the coolest thing? When you think about this idea of God choosing you, how do you feel? Do you feel worth it? Does it make you feel loved and seen? Does it change the way that you view God? Not so much as an authoritative person, but as a loving mother willing to do whatever for his children, for her children. The sacrificial love that Moses received from his moms is the exact same. No, it's not the exact same. It's deeper, right? It's not. It's deeper. It's, it's richer. Sacrificial love that led God to send Jesus. Sit in that. Sit in the fact that God chose you. Sit in the fact that when Jesus came to this earth, it was a sacrifice from God because he loves you. And he just had this burning desire to be in some sort of right relationship with his own creation. I've been a mom now for five years. It's crazy. Genevieve will be five in July. Wild. Where has time gone? In her mind, she's turning 30. In my mind, I'm ready for time to repeat because I don't know about you, but I got this cool new, uh, I got a cool kid. She never grows past the age of five. I've decided. We just rinse and repeat. And there's so many things I could say about motherhood. You've met both of my, most of you have met my kids. They're wonderful and they're wild and they keep me on my toes. But if there's one thing that I have learned above everything else is that all they want from me is my love. They don't care if my house, if the house is clean or if the laundry is done. They don't care if there's toys everywhere or if everything looks spotless, which we all know lasts all of 30 seconds. When it comes down to it, all they care about is that I love them. All they really care about is that I put aside my stuff and decide, you know what? I'm going to spend 15 minutes with you. And I'm going to play with you. I'm going to focus on you. And for them, that's what matters. This love of a mother, this love of someone who is willing. I mean, I would do anything for my kids. I love them so much. I, 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 I relate to the sacrifice that Jehochebed and Pharaoh's daughter made. Not to the same extent, by any means, right? 
but I can see what drove them. That's the love that we all desire. That's the love that God gives us. That's the love that sent Jesus to the cross. That's the love that sent Jesus to earth. I know Mother's Day can be tricky. Like I said earlier, there's lots of feelings and emotions. And if that word mom is tripping you up, remove it. And just look at it when God is like someone who sacrifices everything for you because you're worth it. Because he chose you. Because he said, I want to know you. Jehochabad and Pharaoh's daughter did not have to choose Moses. They didn't have to say, they didn't have to choose to save Moses, but they did. Just like God, he didn't have to choose to save us. We could have stayed in the cycle that was happening that we read about in the Old Testament. But he, he did choose to save us. He did choose to send Jesus. What does it mean to you that God chose you? How do we live our lives out of that truth? That God saw me enough and loved me enough to sacrifice his son for me? That's freedom. That's joy. As we prepare to take communion, please raise your hand if you need uh, one of the little, I'm going to grab mine, fun little cups. And as Wayne brings those forward, I want to invite you into a moment to just sit and ask yourself, who is God to me right now? How does it make me feel that I was chosen? God chose me. His love for me is deep. It's all-encompassing. Oftentimes when we take communion, we remember the last, last supper, right? Jesus said, 
take this in remembrance of me. He took the bread and he broke it. And he said, do this in remembrance of my body that was broken. And then he took the juice and he passed it around. And he said, drink this in remembrance of the blood that I shed for you. But as we also remember today that those things happened because God sacrificed his son for us. May we remember the sacrifice that was done out of a deep love. Not one that we should feel like we're constantly earning or striving to get to show that we are worthy of, but a sacrifice that comes out of a love with zero expectation, a sacrifice that is a choice. It is light. It is not heavy. Let us pray. God, we just thank you for today. We thank you for how you show up in our lives. God, we thank you for sacrificing your son for us. Thank you for Jehochebed and Pharaoh's daughter as examples of this sacrificial love, this idea of the fact that you chose us just like they chose Moses. God, I pray that we would take time this week to look inside and ask, God, who are you right now to us? How are you showing up? I pray for the rest of today that we would be blessed. And here I pray. Amen.